right now, Terrence Bradley is on the stand in Georgia. That's Nathan Wade's uh, former law partner. And, of course, Nathan Wade is uh, Fannie Willis' boyfriend. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, and uh, he looks like he's a reluctant witness, like he doesn't really want to testify. Uh, they're trying to throw all kinds of uh, obstacles in his course, in his, in his path. Uh, the uh, the whole thing this this is unfolding uh, in in a way that may release Fanny Willie uh, Fanny uh, what's her last name Brian Fanny Willis Willis I, I don't know why I was thinking Williams <laughs> uh, Fanny Willis uh, from her position uh, as the uh, prosecutor interesting coincidence here Brian is that uh, this uh, uh, this uh, prosecuting team from Georgia. And the prosecutor from New York State, both of them spent time at the White House before they brought charges. Oops. Coincidence? Oh, no. Well, what is uh, what do those state charges have to do with <laughs> Washington, D.C. and Joe Biden? Let's dip in and ask Kevin Jackson, the KevinJacksonNetwork.com, if he can explain why Georgia and New York prosecutors would be going to the White House before they charged in state court, Donald Trump. Uh, what are you talking about, Willis? <laughs> hey, <laughs> why would why would state prosecutors spend time in the White House with Biden when there are state charges against Trump, not federal charges? Here, here you are concocting another QAnon conspiracy. <laughs> I mean, look at you, man. You white people will not cut that black brother Biden a break. Oh, wait a minute. I'm sorry. It's, it's not the magic Negro that's in office right now, is it? Uh, no. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's a funny thing how we're starting to learn about Donald Trump and is actually being targeted, kind of like the secret binder that everybody's wondering, was that why they raided Mar-a-Lago was because they, they used the national security thing, but then they found out, wait a minute, maybe Donald Trump has a secret binder on Crossfire Hurricane, which was the conspiracy said by the Obama administration to get Trump out of office. That would be considered trade, you know, tra traitor, whatever they call it. I don't know. Yeah, they'd be traitors. So, look, nobody's surprised by any of this stuff. I literally asked this question. What, do you, what would surprise you? Would you be surprised to learn that COVID was a farce, that global climate change didn't really exist, that J6 was a Democrat-contrived you know, bunch of nonsense? I mean, what's going to surprise you? For me, nothing. Oh, you know what? The most surprising thing I've learned this week, Gary, and I hate to even admit that I did not recognize this. That I Joe am Biden. the greatest talk show host the world has ever... <laughs> you, you okay there, uh, Brian? No. Well, he just realized this. That's I'm just pointing it out. Making it easier Joe for him. Biden, Joe Biden, Gary, I'm going to say this. I'm going to admit this right now on your program. I did not know he was old and feeble. Would you uh, get off the phone and put Kevin Jackson on? <laughs> I don't know who you are, pal, but I'm not buying it. News to me, man. Yeah. He was old and feeble four years ago. I'm, I'm, and we Gary, all knew it. Gary, nobody knew that. Nobody knew anything about Joe Biden's cognitive decline. Look, we, you started out with controversies this, this segment, and you continue them. <laughs> well, I guess that's what I do. This conspiracies. Stir the pot. These yeah, conspiracies, he, man. Joe Biden was not old four years ago. He's not old now. And he's not, he's not getting he's, older? 
He's not getting older. He's no. aging backwards, and he is not in cognitive decline. And anybody that says otherwise, well, you know what? You're just part of the conspiracy because we all know this. That's what we've been taught. That's what we've been told, and that's what you will report from now on. <laughs> yes, I got my marching orders. What What was that movie, Brian, uh, with Brad Pitt where he uh, he starts off old and gets younger? Mm. Are, oh, you're talking about... Uh, That's not me, Joe Black. No, no. You, you're no. talking about... Uh, oh, what's his name? You're talking about the movie Big? With, no, uh, no, 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 no. Brad no, Pitt they're, they're, started... Uh, I know which one you're talking about. I forgot the, the name. In fact, I just saw something on it the other day. But yeah, he does. He ages backwards or something. Yeah, he ages backwards. And, and that's what Joe Biden is doing. Of course he is. <laughs> yeah. You're getting, yeah getting... I feel very secure that Joe Biden is running the country. I don't know about you, but man... Whew, I sleep good at night. <laughs> I think Kevin's sick. I don't think it's really Kevin, Brian. I don't know who be. the hell this is, but he sounds like him, except his words are wrong. Did you oh, see Gary. the... Uh... <laughs> this is really Kevin. <laughs> Did you see the report about uh, how the uh, foreign uh, intelligence uh, groups started looking into uh, to uh, Donald Trump? No. They, originally, we were told they came to the administration. They came to the Obamunist uh, with uh, this information. And now it turns out eh, it's not exactly the way that worked. We reached out to them, the Obamunist. Oh, the, the, uh, the group of five or something like that? Yeah. How? Yeah. Again, well, the, the story about that, that is they're all part of this binder, you know, and that this is part of Crossfire Hurricane, that they actually reached out to these guys to track, what, 26 Trump people or something yeah. like that? Yeah. I mean, I'm, would you look, is there anything that's going to surprise you and what these people are willing to do to get Donald Trump? I mean, they're floating ideas. Oh, Michelle Obama could run and she could beat Trump. Okay, fine. Let her get in. Get in a race, woman. Let's find out. It's funny, the rock and the hard place they find themselves in, Gary Nolan. They got a guy that they know is old and decrepit and demented and he's crooked. But they really can't get rid of him because they don't know who to replace him with because all these people are just as bad. It's the same problem they have before. The only difference is they're not going to be able to cheat because they can't be making up fictitious polls when people are starving. People are trying to pay their bills. I don't know if you saw that video of the woman in Oakland talking about, look at all these stores that have left, these restaurants. No, there's nothing here. Look at all these people coming online saying, man, I want Donald Trump. I want to be able to feed my kids. I want to be able to, you know, make a living. I'm tired of working hard to only watch my money go negatively in inflation. CNBC came out with something that said, terrible, they've just had another bad month. But you listen to these guys and they're like, oh, inflation is down and this is happening. It's not. People are, are finally suffering to the point where it hurts them specifically. The border doesn't necessarily impact you if you're in Connecticut, but inflation does, and so does shrinkflation. Shrinkflation? Oh, you know what? Uh, President Biden got out in front of shrinkflation. <laughs> he came out and said that he is angry about it and oh, wants... He's huh? He's upset, Gary. Yeah, yeah. Even ice cream cartons are uh, smaller than They're they smaller. used to be. Yes. <laughs> he also announced that they don't make antiques like they used to. I, I don't know what that means, but he's he is blaming uh, big grocery. Well, but only but in that in that vein, he did have a conversation with uh, 
Thomas Alva Edison about antiques. I think it was what, last week? <laughs> right after he talked to the colonel, you know, because he was talking about the chicken prices at Kentucky Fried Chicken. So Did you see the, the black family? He was he was with a black family yeah. and bought the... <laughs> I was, what could it, did he bring watermelon? I, what other story? And red Kool-Aid. Yeah, and some chitlins. I, I tell you what I did. I not only were going to eat chicken right now, but I got some chitlins in the car. I'm going to have a secret service Go out and bring them chitlins in. <laughs> By the way, what the hell is chitlins? Chitlins is hog gut. Oh, yeah, yeah. hog gut. That does Brian did. Okay, uh, no, I'm going to pass on. The I chitlins. don't think I want yeah. that either. No, I, say, you you ain't black if you ain't eating the chickens. <laughs> yeah, y'all are totally white boys. See, the, the, the thing about the chi the thing about chitlins is people don't understand. In the day, back in the day in slavery, white folks ate the tenderloin, the ribs, and all the good stuff of the pig. And they threw everything else out to the slaves. And you got to feed 20 people with the remnants of a pig. And that's why we eat, uh, you'll, you'll see there's pig ears, we eat pig's feet, and we eat the chitlins. We ate everything else. The joke is we ate everything from the rooter to the tutor. <laughs> now my father uh, had this big jar. We had a refrigerator in the basement. It was with the, pig feet, with pickled pig's feet in it. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Because you, your father probably grew up poor. Yeah, he did. Yeah. So p pig's feet was a mainstay. Nothing went to waste on a pig. Even pork rinds. Think about it. Pork rinds. I like pork rinds. Yes, well, that was the fat from the pig, from the skin. They they deep, you know, took the, the the hair off, and they made pork rinds. So nothing went to waste. And chitlins is, well, it's a mainstay. I mean, honestly, and, and believe it or not, they don't taste bad, but they got to be cooked correctly. I'll bet they do. Oh they yeah, will make you sicker than a dog. <laughs> All right, uh, listen, I I don't want to do this. I would much rather talk about uh, guts of. Oh, did we uh, just have Black History Moment? Don't uh, on it, Gary. Yeah, well, I think you you've you've taken care of it for February. <laughs> Quick break. We'll be back. Kevin Jackson, the Kevin Jackson Network. On the Gary Nolan Show, the Zimmer Radio Network. It's 21 minutes after 9 o'clock, and Kevin Jackson, the Kevin Jackson Network, he is on the program. He is a nationally syndicated radio talk show host and a, and a good friend of mine. Well, I say that loosely. Uh, everybody has to have at least one black friend that, so that if they ever get queried, we can say, Well, I, I got a black friend. Gary, you got a black friend? Uh, don't, don't I? Who you got as a black friend? Oh, well, you. I, I, <laughs> I got traded. Were... I got traded to the white people oh. four years ago. You better find another black friend. Oh, man. Well, I got one. <laughs> All right. Listen, uh, there uh, there was a race in New York and another race in Pennsylvania. Both went to Democrats. Democrats are saying this portends good things for them. Right. And Yeah. Uh, what's your take on uh, on the New York race? Was it swoozy? Yeah, yes. Schwoozy? Yeah, what's funny, Schwoozy was so happy that Joe Biden didn't campaign with him. He was, the guy was like, they, they said, do you want the president to go? Oh, no, I think we, this is a local race. <laughs> you know? I can't imagine anybody turning Trump down. But, yeah, they turned him down. Look, he was running against a, a Democrat, Mozzie uh, uh, Pillip is her name. 
And she's a total Democrat. She was a shill. So the Republicans put nothing behind it. And it was a seat that the Democrats had controlled prior to George, uh, what George Santos is. He, he just kind of sneaked in and stole it. But it was their seat to begin with. I don't know much about the Pennsylvania race, but if the Democrats want to think that they've got, you know, they're in the driver's seat, let them. I'm going to tell you this. I watched Donald Trump go into, um, I think it was Conway, South Carolina. People lining up on the streets as his motorcade went by. Forget getting into the event. I mean, that was going to take an act of God. And I would, I dare you, let, Joe Biden could bring Taylor Swift with him, and he couldn't get an audience. Nobody cares about this guy. And it's, it, this is, it's set up the same way in 2020 when they cheated their way to, you know, into the coup. But they can't do it this year because Joe Biden, they can't fake it with him. And I think this is going back to that quandary they have is when do you get rid of them? You got to. And, but if you keep dragging it out, what are you going to do? And then what's the infighting that's happening? Because everybody knows Gavin Newsom is the heir apparent. But are people just going to roll over and let him have it? I don't think so. I think, there's gonna, I think there's a lot of infighting. I would love to be behind the scenes with the Democrats right now because they're in a rock and a hard place. What did you think of the uh, Kennedy ad in the Super Bowl? I didn't watch it, but he, you know, he apologized for it. I saw a couple of the ads, you know, and of course that's a big deal, uh, you know, because you pay a lot of money for those ads. And uh, the one that I felt most controversial was the Jesus, ad. Uh, not controversial, but it didn't hit the way they wanted it to hit. Uh, I wasn't impressed with the ads. Now, I, I didn't watch the whole thing. I watched it in spurts. Uh, and I watched the very end with my son when he came home from watching it with some friends. So I didn't see everything, but I don't know what the controversy was. And I, I don't, I look at that as a distraction. The biggest thing with the Super Bowl was Joe Biden not wanting to do the interview beforehand because it would have exposed him. And then when he did that stupid shrinkflation uh, commercial, I don't know if you know this, but a lot of the things that they're doing, they, they said Joe Biden is now, they're not going to show him walking because it, he has such a, a gated walk that looks like an old man. He looks like Burns from uh, the, the Simpsons, Mr. Burns from the Simpsons, that they only want to show him seated and, you know, made up to look like he's really presidential and young looking. But they don't, they don't want to show him walking anymore. Well, that might work for a few things, but what are they going to do in debates? You know, and other things. They're, I mean, they can't hide this guy forever. And I know it's, as I said, I, I was shocked to learn this, as I mentioned early on, that Joe Biden is old and feeble. Uh, but, you know, we may even learn that Joe Biden's crooked. And I know that's going to burst a lot of people's bubble about him because he's dreamy, Gary. You 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 think he's crooked? <laughs> yeah, I think he's crooked. Did you? How about Bobolinsky's testimony under oath? You know, the Democrats keep saying there is no there there. We have no proof. There's no indication that Joe Biden did anything wrong, that he was associated with his son's business. And in comes Bobolinsky and says under oath, he's the big guy. Yeah. I, you know, I didn't. <clears throat> I, I, for me, it was more the same because Bobolinsky had already said it. We've already vetted this thing out. I don't think there's anybody that's legitimately looking at this issue that doesn't realize that Biden is running a crime family that sold influence. But you're right. The two critical words there are under oath. And I think the bigger issue is on February 28th when Hunter has to stand before the man and answer questions. And his uncle has to do the same thing. I think he's already he may be going in before Hunter. But I think that's where the, the rubber is going to hit the road. And that's why I predicted that even Biden himself at some point, he has to say, here's the exit strategy. And I think that the, the way they're going to do it is they're going to just say, 
you know, he, he's he's no longer fit. I mean, they gave him every indication, every possibility of doing it with this with Robert Hurd's report, the special counsel report. He's now got every reason to say, you know what? Regardless, I don't want to be dealing with this specter. I'm going to go ahead and step down. He could do it with grace and hope that they use the same old and feeble defense and in, in not prosecuting him for his other crimes. He uh, he came out in, uh, in public complaining. He said, uh, they asked me about my son's death, and I thought, how dare they? Uh, but now it turns out they didn't ask him. He right. brought it up. Yep. I mean, I he couldn't even too. remember that. Oh, he could remember it. He knew He knew that they hadn't brought it up. He, Joe Biden trots out Bo Biden every time he gets... I, what I'd like to see is a transcript. They, they back him into a corner where he just went to his old feeble-minded... You know, it's almost reptilian. Oh, you know, my son died. He died in the war. I was with him. You know, I was <laughs> I was uh, laying down fire for him. <laughs> you know, he was killed. <laughs> Whatever. But, you know, he runs... That's his goal to you know, run the papa kind of thing with Bo Biden, and I wonder what led up to him finally cracking and that going back to that little mental space of, of talking about his son. But, you know, look, it's not going to work. And they can make him out to be sympathetic, but Joe Biden is a jerk. And he, he's a, I mean, he's always been a jerk. Look at the way he handles people when they question him. You know, what do you want to do? I'll do some push-ups with you. I'll take you outside and let my Secret Service guys beat up on you if you don't shut up. I mean, he's a mean-spirited old fart. That has, that's long past his expiration date, and the, the Democrats know this. And there's a think about this, Gary. There's a, a, a subset of people in this country that want to see this man serve a second term. That's scary to me. <laughs> Maybe they're senile too. I oh. don't know. Uh, but yeah, that uh, that prosecutor's report really, really opened up Pandora's box. Is, 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 so you're you're. You're confident that the governor of California is going to step in. Yeah, yeah, they're they're setting Gavin Newsom is the yeah, replacement. They've been setting Gavin up, but the the problem with Gavin Newsom is they have to clean him up from the, from the for the moderates and the conservatives. He has ruined California, and people know this. So the right now, I'm telling you, they are cleaning this guy up. He's all look at he, he, this guy's backed off of energy policy, homeless policies, things that are far left. He's moved already way over center on some of these policies. Did he? And, did he kill it for you, uh, moving to California and getting reparations? Yeah, I'm. I'm. I'm kind of. Yeah, I'm down on it right now. I'm. I'm gonna. Wait, I'm taking a wait and see attitude. <laughs> see, see who offers me the best deal. See, which, which blue state will make you the wealthiest? Yeah, man. Uh, I, I'm not. I'm not a, gonna. I'm gonna hold out. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not gonna I, jump. Jump at the first offer. All right. All right, uh, Kevin Jackson. The KevinJacksonNetwork.com. Uh, do you still have links to the movies? Yeah, the good Bleeding Blue movie is still up and running. We got Go to my shop. Go to shop.thekevinjacksonnetwork.com. Have people look at my Trump tennis shoes, all the stuff we got. Man, we have some cool stuff there. I'd love to get feedback on that. Trump tennis shoes? Yeah, I have Trump shoes. They, Are they, they, uh, do they come with sterilized shoe polish in case you Oh, man, those look? shoes, they're, they're banned in Mexico because you can leap buildings in a single bound. They don't uh, sell them you, in Mexico. <laughs> you put your foot in your mouth, uh, then you, you want the sterilized <laughs> well, they, version. Uh, levels, but they work either way. <laughs> uh, okay. Kevin, thank you, buddy. Talk to you later. Kevin Jackson. All right. Uh, coming up there is this push to ban... What is this deal that the, the state of Missouri is looking at? 
vaping as though it's some kind of a health hazard? Apparently, yeah. There's a hearing underway as we speak that uh, we're going to talk about. Is this the, now, like we tried to minutes. get this congressman we to did, call. We did, and we didn't get a return call, oddly enough. I wonder why. I think because he's afraid. Oh, no. But we're going to talk about it in the next segment and give you some details on the Gary Nolan Show, the Zimmer Radio Network. This is the Gary Nolan Show. It is 9.35 on a Think Tank Thursday. Uh, coming up, the Show Me Institute's going to be in. We'll talk about uh, inflation uh, and the uh, latest uh, report. In the meantime, uh, I'm going to ask you all to do me a, a personally, uh, to ask you to do me a favor. I don't care if you're listening to us in Springfield, Lake of the Ozark, Jeff City, Columbia, Kansas City. I'm going to ask you to contact your state legislator and tell them in the House that you are not interested in HB 2211. You do not want this to happen. And I'll tell you what this is about. It's about vaping. Now, Brian and I both smoked for years. Uh, and uh, every time you take a breath out of a, you know, take a hit out of a cigarette, you get all kinds of carcinogens. Um, carbon monoxide, all, it, it's, it's, a, it's a whole different world than vaping. We've both quit smoking. Because of vaping. And it's, it's just a, a marvelous invention. And they're trying to regulate the hell out of it. And it's going to kill independent uh, vape stores. So we've got uh, Greg Connolly with us. And this is important. If you want to uh, prevent or help prevent lung cancer and heart disease, you do not want the government to regulate vaping. You want the marketplace to do it. And if you and if you start attacking these retail outlets, like Brian's favorite one, what, what the hell is that? That would be uh, Como Vapor. Uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, uh-huh. Then they'll go <laughs> underground. And then nobody will know what they're getting. It'll be like the war on drugs. Uh, so anyway, uh, Greg Connolly is with us. Uh, and uh, Greg, welcome to the program. Glad to have you on. Uh, tell folks a little bit about yourself. What uh, what uh, is your role here? Thank you for having me on such short notice. I help run a trade group called the American Vapor Manufacturers Association. I've been active in the e-cigarette advocacy space for 12 years since I myself uh, joined you and millions of other Americans in quitting smoking with vaping. And just before you called, I was listening in and watching the HB 221 hearing uh, before the Crime Prevention and Public Safety Committee in the Missouri House. And there were some very wild claims being made uh, and I'll let you get into the details of this bill, but you heard some claims about China supposedly funding their military with vapor product sales. You heard oh, from for- Altria, um, Altria, America's largest cigarette company, just saying whatever they could come up with to try to justify these policies. And they, they uh, fortunately are just misleading these legislators, and that's why they need to hear from people like your listeners. All right, so... It, I was uh, I was the lead on the on the uh, secondhand smoke argument. Uh, I was the guy that Fox News and NBC and uh, all the other networks, uh, uh, countless radio and uh, newspaper interviews, and and I can tell you that the the whole secondhand smoke thing was a battle over the nicotine delivery system. That's what it was about. It was about uh, whether or not Johnson and Johnson through the Robert Woods Johnson Foundation could 
kill cigarette smoking in, in restaurants and bars to promote the sale of their Nicorette gum and other nicotine products. Well, now we've kind of flipped the script here. Is, is this ban on vaping, this push to regulate vaping, the tobacco industry uh, trying to kill the vaping industry? Yes, pretty much. So for the first 10 years of vaping, it was those same pharmaceutical-funded, uh, left-leaning think tanks and groups in D.C. that were trying to destroy vaping. Now, here in 2024, it is the large tobacco companies. Just last October, Altria, which manufactures Marlboro cigarettes, they had to admit to their investors that cigarette sales were declining faster than expected because of disposable vaping products. Just today at the hearing, you had a gentleman from Ware Brands, which owns 35 convenience stores in Missouri. He stated his cigarette sales were down 14% year over year, and he was happy about it because he wanted the opportunity to sell more vaping products. He wanted to reduce the harm from what the products that he sells. So his vaping sales, meanwhile, are up 60%. None of that 60% is represented by the rejected uh, big tobacco brand e-cigarettes. It is all the independent stores that are uh, kicking the butts of the large tobacco companies, and they are trying to use their money, their influence, and their power to say, you can't access the products you want here in Missouri, and you're going to have to go to the illicit market. And I can say, in Louisiana, where they passed a similar bill as the one being heard in Missouri, you're not actually cutting down access to these products. You're just cutting down legal avenues to access them. We heard reports and we're waiting on some undercover video of people putting vapes in the trunk of their cars and selling them. That avoids enforcement by the Louisiana Department of Health, but that's not how you have a safe market. That's not how you encourage smokers to switch. That's how you create criminal markets and you just enrich people who you don't want to enrich. What is the percentage of uh, young teenagers who are uh, uh, who are smoking today? Do you know? So smoking has been decimated among youth. We're at what are called end game levels, where you're far below five percent. And the good news with vaping, back in 2019, you had very very high rates of youth experimentation with vaping, and that understandably. Uh, led to a lot of pushback against vaping. But here in 2024, we are at the lowest level of youth vaping since 2013. So we're down to about 10%. And the people, uh, and, and the young more. kids, the young kids, Greg, that are vaping, were they smoking before? Some of them were. There is a strong correlation between experimenting with tobacco cigarettes and experimenting with vaping. But in reality, you're only looking at about 2% of youth who are habitual users of vaping products, meaning they're using them nearly every day of the month. When you break it down, you'll see most youth, they are vaping one, two, three, four days a month. So that's just youth experimentation. And you want to do more to, to prevent kids from being able to go into a store and buy them. But just as we learn with alcohol, with marijuana, et cetera, you're never going to get youth usage down to zero. All right, let's uh, let's go over some of the, and you got to address this because uh, this is the way people think. Oh, vaping is still dangerous. Uh, the same product that is uh, in uh, popcorn uh, lung disease, that causes popcorn lung disease, is in the e-juice. So that is a, uh, a misconception. Cigarette smoke 
contains about 750 times more of that chemical, diacetyl, than has ever been found in a nicotine vaping product. When the industry became aware of that around 10 years ago, most and many manufacturers took steps to eliminate that chemical. Uh, and as for the relative risk, the FDA, CDC, over in the UK, all the major public health groups, they all say if an adult smoker switches, completely switches to vaping, they are benefiting their health. And that shows up when you look at the uh, blood or urine or spit uh, of a smoker who has switched to vaping, you scientists find that the levels of carcinogens, the levels of impurities, of, of toxicants are decreased by 95% plus. I, I cannot emphasize enough the importance of calling your uh, member of the house and telling them no to this. Because this will, if it's passed, kill people. Uh, they, they, they won't be able to, uh, to walk into just any store. It's the little retailer that's really taking the hit, right? Yeah, the, retail, the little retailer, the, the big chain convenience stores, they're mostly captured by the tobacco industry and their lawyers. So they stick to selling only the big tobacco brands. It is the small businesses and their consumers, which, by the way, 400,000 adults in Missouri reported past month vaping, according to the CDC. So that's 400,000 potentially angry voters if this goes through. And I just can't believe that Missouri would really give this serious consideration. The most, perhaps the most conservative populist uh, state in the country. And because one or two big corporations come in and throw around their money and influence, and this is going to be hurt, I just don't understand. And I question uh, whether or not the sponsor of this bill, Representative Lane Roberts, really understands what this bill would do. I tried to get him on the show. He won't come on. He never responded. Um, it is, That's unfortunate. Uh, He's hearing the bill right now. He did say he understands there are uh, two, two uh, arguments on this issue. But if he won't come on your show and defend the bill he, he introduced, I don't understand what he's doing. Uh, he should, you, anytime you introduce a bill, you should be prepared to speak to constituents, speak to the people you represent and say why it's a good idea. Pick up the phone, send an email, contact the members of the House in the state uh, of Missouri. Uh, tell them no for HB 2211. HB 2211. And if you just Google stop the Big Tobacco Protection Act in Missouri, Big Tobacco Protection Act Missouri, you'll come to a call to action where you can easily send an email to your Missouri, both your state uh, House member and your senator to say you want a no vote on this bill. I, this just infuriates me. As a libertarian, I, I don't see how the the state has the right uh, to engage in any of this activity. But in this case, I think it's it's going to be dangerous. It's going to be... Uh, it's it's literally it's going to kill people. They're going to they're going to go to the underground uh, and and get what they want, and who knows what's in that. Uh, Greg Conley, th that oh, go on. oh no, uh, did you have, if you have one more thing you want to wrap up with, uh, I'll let you do it, and then I got to go. Was just going to say this is going to be an unfunded mandate too, so that underground isn't going to be policed. You're looking at maybe a few thousand dollars worth of fees being generated because the level, the number of products that are eligible for this directory they want to create is so small. So good luck. Maybe they'll raise your taxes to, to arrest people selling vaping products. But other than that, they have no money to enforce this. All right. There you go. Greg, thank you very much. I wish you the best of luck.
Thank you. All right. Take care. Yeah, uh, this is just outrageous. It is insane. This cannot happen. You can't let this happen. I would a million times over rather people vape than smoke. It is probably the most ingenious invention uh, for for uh, converting smokers that has ever been invented. And if they if they start destroying the market, uh, I, I'm 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 just I'm stunned that a, a Republican would even introduce this. And why would he not come on this program? He knows we we, we called him. He didn't call back. He didn't want to come on the show, apparently, because this is indefensible. If enough of you contact the House, uh, you're a member of the House, uh, this thing can go away. And you'll be responsible for saving lives. And uh, I'm just, it's it's making me crazy. All right, up against the clock, quick break. Uh, We'll be back. It's the Gary Nolan Show, and we ought to... Talk a little bit about what's going on in Georgia right now. We'll do that next on the Zimmer Radio Network. It is uh, 53 minutes after the hour, and uh, right now in Georgia, Fulton County uh, Supreme Court judge uh, named Scott McAfee uh, has set uh, an evidentiary hearing, uh, and they're having it right now, and and arguments are uh, probably going to go on for a, a couple of days. Uh, they are alleging that Fannie Willis um, hired her paramour, paid him big bucks uh, so they could take trips together and and uh, uh, th- that she's profiting from this. Uh, it could result in uh, Fannie, Fannie fired. Uh, that could be the result. Fannie fired. But it's um, it's go- it's going on right now. And if you uh, you know think that. Uh, this is a crooked deal, and I do. Uh, then maybe, maybe with just a little luck, uh, she gets punished for this. That the whole thing, you know, even even the the uh, ability of them to to charge her comes from that damn war on drugs. That's what that's all about. Oh man, that is that is crazy. Um, but she ought to be punished for this. I'm and again, I'm not a Trump fan. I'm not the you know. Better him than Biden? Yeah. But I'm not a big Trump fan. But they are absolutely going out of their way, and it is orchestrated from the White House. There is there is nothing else. It has to have been orchestrated from the White House. And I say that because the, the prosecutor in New York, the prosecutor in Georgia, state charges, and they went to the Biden White House. Why? For a state case. Because the White House is orchestrating this, and they want to they want to shoot the Trump uh, candidacy in uh, down in its infancy. Well, maybe not in, in its infancy. Maybe just before uh, the uh, the convention, they'll do whatever they have to. It's the end justifies the means mentality. Uh, right now, uh, Nathan Wade, the the paramour of this uh, prosecutor, uh, the one that was hired by her uh, and had an affair with her, is on the stand. Brian, can we bring that audio up? Yes, we can. Um, prior to filing this motion to disqualify, you and I were friends, correct? Yes. And, in fact, I supported you when you ran for judge in 2016. You did. 
I wore your shirts. My kids wore your shirts. Oh, Mr. Merchant, Fine. your personal opinions have no relevance. Okay. And, uh, and I, uh, I mean that in the best way. That's All completely right. fine. Let's I will get to the on. point. Thank you. No, no, no. I, totally fine. Thank you. Um, you filed for divorce from your wife on November 2nd, 2021? Yes, ma'am. Okay. And um, in that divorce proceeding, did you file... Um, answers things such as interrogatories i did okay and so interrogatories are where you're responding to things that basically answers that the other side is asking yes ma'am and um i've got your complaint for divorce i'm just going to mark it for the record as defendant's exhibit two um the first interrogatories that you answered those were december 27th 2021 is that right they're about this one. Okay. And in those, um, you were asked different things, but those are sworn. You actually swear to those. You verify them, right? Yes, ma'am. Okay. Um, and so that verification is where you're swearing under oath that everything in it is true? Yes, ma'am. And let's see. The, um, you were asked if you have any documents for, which relate to the purchase of gifts by you to any person other than the defendant with whom you have or had a relationship, romantic relationship, from the date of your marriage, correct? Yes, ma'am. Okay. And you responded under oath that you didn't have any documents to that. That's correct. Um, you again responded to an interrogatory. You updated those responses on May 30th, 2023? Yes, ma'am. Okay. And you actually sent those directly to opposing counsel in the divorce? Yes, ma'am. Um, but in that one, you answered none against that question, correct? Yes, ma'am. Okay. So May 30th, 2023, you said that you didn't have any documents showing any purchase of anything with someone that you had a romantic relationship with. I believe the interrogatory was, was gifts. Okay. Not anything, yes. And I, and I have it if you want to take a look. I'm going to mark, okay, so, so just for the record, I've got your complaint for divorce marked as number two. I've got the verification and the interrogatories from 2021. I'm going to mark those as three. And then your May 30th, 2023, I'm going to mark as four. Um, Judge, may I approach the witness? You may. Thank you. That is what I marked as four. Trying to verify uh, whether or not they had a relationship that okay. was profitable and if it uh, can disqualify fanny willis all right if you take a look at what i marked as all right we're up against the clock we got to take a quick break and get you up to date with what's going on around town and around the world aaron Hedlund from the show me institute is going to be with us he's going to talk about this most recent inflation data and then at the bottom of the hour uh, we've got uh, Ron Calzone. This initiative petition process is moving. Is it moving in the right direction? We'll find out from Ron because he's going to be on at uh, 10.35. So you want to stay tuned to that. And then what is Boone County doing to landlords? That's going to be at 11.05 on the Gary Nolan Show, the Zimmer Radio Network. This is The Gary Nolan Show 